0: a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the full and thriving podcast. Today I have another solo show coming at you. And before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that I have several exciting guest interviews lining up over the next few weeks. So if you are a fan of the guest interviews, just hang tight and I promise you will get back in the groove of having regular conversations with eating disorder recovery professionals and influencers and all the magical people in between wanted to give you guys a little heads up. I recently hired an amazing podcast manager who I am currently training and things are getting up to speed and I'm really excited. Shout out to Bob. But anyway, with that, I'm really looking forward to getting in the groove of having more frequent episodes, at least weekly, maybe even twice a week if I can get a Grip on my scheduling. So, anyway, today's episode is all about the scale. And this came up as a very clear topic because recently I've had a few new clients and it seems like they're all really wrestling with the challenge of no longer weighing themselves. And I do want to add a little caveat to this episode to just say that, yes. Some people need to weigh themselves due to weight restoration, but knowing the number is not necessarily important to that person. So if you're in weight restoration and you need a scale, I highly recommend that you somehow have your dietitian track that number. Maybe that's you get weighed whenever you see your dietitian and they can keep track for you and not tell you the number or maybe that's your doctor, or maybe it's a family member who can just report the number to someone who is on your recovery team. So I'm not saying there's no place for scales in eating disorder recovery, but I do really believe that the scale and obsessive use of the scale is pretty damaging and necessarily to let go of. (laughs) I think that when you can stop weighing yourself the weight obsession and the obsession with the number is so freeing and it's actually proven to increase your chances of full recovery and maintaining full recovery if you can stop weighing yourself altogether so today's episode is all about the scale so i wanted to share a little bit about my relationship with the scale especially when i had an eating disorder so before we go into that, I wanted to say full transparency here. I do not remember the last time I weighed myself outside of doctor's appointments. And even when I do go to doctor's appointments, I don't look at the number and I don't ask to know the number. And this is definitely not everyone's experience, but thankfully the previous offices I've been to do not even share the number with me. So I think some offices are becoming more and more informed when it comes to just protecting the mental health of their patients. And if you have a doctor who usually does tell you your weight, you can decline being weighed altogether. And a nice sentence you can say is, unless my weight is necessary for the outcome of this appointment. I would prefer not to be weighed today, and they should honor that. And you can also ask if they do have to know that number, just politely ask them not to tell you the number. And this sounds a little corny, but you can rehearse any of these lines to yourself Before the appointment in front of the mirror and just having them on the tip of your tongue, especially if you're nervous, can help a lot and it's okay. Just blurt it out and they will most likely respect you for it or respect you and not share the weight. You don't have to go into your eating disorder history or anything like that. You can just decline to be weighed and that'll feel really good to you because it will be a little bit of a healthy self victory. Anyway, I have no idea how much I weigh, and this is because I do not weigh myself. Even when I'm visiting family or friends and I see the scale there, I refuse to weigh myself, and I do not own a scale. I'm doing this because I'm protecting myself. As someone who is fully recovered from an eating disorder, I know that stepping on the scale holds a bit of a risk, even still. There is zero chance of me ever falling back into old eating disorder behaviors, but I do see stepping on the scale as potentially recovery sabotaging because it has a chance of triggering old thoughts and feelings, and I honestly just don't want to expose myself to any of those old disordered thoughts about my size, and at this point in my life, those thoughts are completely unnecessary so I feel like anyone who has recovered it's just the scale is just a trap like we don't need it and it's pretty smart to just avoid it so thinking back to my eating disorder recovery stepping on the scale was always a highly emotional experience it was never a neutral one it was never me just thinking, oh, what's my gravitational pull today? It was always something that had a ton of power over me, especially over my emotions. And in a sense, the number would determine how I felt, how I behave that day, what I could eat or not eat, and even the quality of the day. So just stepping on the scale pulled me away from myself and Started dictating how I should think, feel, and behave, which is really messed up. And to me, I'm sure many of you can relate with an eating disorder, a low number on the scale for me meant I was successful. It meant that I was on the right track, that my dreams would be coming true, that I had permission to feel good that day and feel happy and proud and accomplished and even comfortable in my skin. And of course, when the number was higher on the scale, I would panic and I'd feel like I was failing. And then I would think to myself that I should restrict or use other behaviors such as exercise and It made me feel crappy and sad during the day, almost as if I was a bad person. So I let the number on the scale become an external reference that would tell me how to think and feel and what to do every day. And that's a really miserable experience to have your entire existence and the quality of your existence day to day determined By some external reference, the number on the scale, it was horrible and really emotional for me. I just felt like the entire time I was obsessed with the scale, there was an emotional roller coaster that I had zero control over unless I could manipulate that number. And logically, we know having the ability to manipulate that number every day is not easy, and there are so many things out of your control. There are things like hormone levels, water weight, activity, stress levels. All of those things actually impact your weight day to day. Not to mention scales all vary. You can take your scale, weigh yourself in one room in your house, and then A minute later, weigh yourself in a different room in the house, and the number is going to be different. So it's a really unreliable piece of information to hang your whole entire self-worth and validation on to begin with. And I didn't really see that or give myself any grace. Like if the scale went up half a pound, that could have just been because I didn't go to the bathroom that day. But in my world, that meant I was a horrible person and that I was a failure and my sense of groundedness was completely gone. And thinking about this external reference about allowing the scale to just determine how I think and feel, so allowing something outside of me to determine how I think and feel... You know, if you really, really think about it, when you have that strong of an external reference, you no longer need to check in with yourself and your body to evaluate how you actually feel. So this scale experience made me completely disconnected from my internal truth and my felt experience on the earth and my sense of embodiment. I was completely disconnected because I didn't have to connect. I was giving all of my power over to the scale to tell me all of these things, whether that was actually how I felt or not that day. So instead of asking myself, how do I feel today? What is my emotional experience right now? I was letting the scale dictate how I should feel instead of tuning in and connecting with myself. For me, the scale also became a source of external validation, and what I mean by that is it was something outside of me that was telling me I was doing a good job and I was a good person and that I was special and worthy. And while some external validation from friends and family and colleagues can be useful, Getting validation from an object is a total thought error. And for those of you listening, please know this. The scale has zero ability to evaluate whether or not you're a good person, whether or not you're worthy or special. What's happening is that you are allowing the number on the scale to mean something about you. You are assigning all of the meaning that that number has and just like last episode when i said hunger is neutral at the end of the day we want to see the number on the scale as neutral as well and also we want to get our sense of self-worth and validation from ourselves so being able to connect with ourselves and see our own worthiness and value with what we bring to the table as a complete whole person, the whole package, not just what we look like or how much our gravitational pull slash weight actually is. So when I had my eating disorder, the scale would totally torture me. It was kind of like an emotionally abusive relationship. I was so dependent on the scale And it gave me this intermittent validation and reinforcement because the dopamine and the good feelings I got from it was really sporadic and really kind of random because some days I would think I would have a good number on the scale and it would turn out to be not what I wanted and vice versa. So that randomness of that intermittent dopamine hit made the experience with the scale even more addictive. And I would obsess over weighing myself. And I would obsess over the number on the scale. So it just felt like this almost emotionally abusive relationship. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where someone doesn't really text you consistently or shows you inconsistent love in a way that's kind of how the scale works in an emotionally abusive relationship, you're going to feel amazing when you finally get that little dopamine hit. It's exactly what the scale does. And that's unhealthy. You do not want to have such an emotional experience when you step on the scale. Anyway, trust me when I say that your life will be better without the scale. Because without the scale, the emotional distress that you are experiencing disappears. And of course, you will most likely experience emotional distress when you change the behavior. But the long-term emotional distress that's constantly there because of your constant use of the scale will disappear So in the short term, if you can tolerate maybe a little bit higher amounts of distress by not weighing yourself, soon that distress will become easier to manage. It will lessen over time, maybe even over a few days, and you'll be over it. And then you'll be able to stop worrying about the number, and your brain can start thinking about other things. A lot of recovery, a lot of the beauty in recovery is when you stop obsessing over food and body. You just have so much more cognitive space to grow and develop your inner self and your passions. That's exactly what will happen when you stop weighing yourself. Instead of having this roller coaster emotional experience that you're obsessing over, suddenly that won't be there anymore. And when you let it go, You must connect back to yourself. And I'm saying this, you will have to. When you let go of the scale, part of you has to start connecting back to yourself again to gauge your emotions and how you feel in your body. The scale literally disconnects you from your emotions and your body the instant you step on it because you are giving it permission to tell you how to think, feel, and act. When you do let the scale go, you immediately increase your chances of recovery because you are pretty much forced to reconnect with your emotions and your body. And that is a crucial part to healing. So you can't just step on the scale and be like, oh, this number is not what I want to see. Therefore, I feel bad. You actually have to ask yourself, how am I feeling and understand that and identify that on your own as truth. So here are some suggestions that I have for letting go of this scale. And of course, like I said in the beginning of this episode, some people need a scale for weight restoration. And I highly suggest that you develop a plan so that you don't actually have to see the number, but someone on your recovery team or a loved one can see that number when it's appropriate. And make sure it is going in the appropriate direction for you. When I say, let's talk about getting rid of the scale. I want you to check in with yourself now and notice your resistance to this comment. This resistance holds a lot of insight on how dependent you are on the scale. Your resistance To letting go of the scale also shows insight on how much control the scale has over you. If you think weighing yourself helps you feel in control, I'm here to remind you that whatever you are feeling is not real, authentic control. It is a perception of control. And if you really had control, you would be able to stop weighing yourself. So think about that one for a second. Also, there are people who can weigh themselves without having the emotional uproar. Maybe once in a while, whenever they see a scale, they can step on it and not really be triggered. It's just a neutral experience for them. They are in control too. But when you have an eating disorder, if you cannot stop weighing yourself, you are not in control. The scale has control over you. So my number one tip, this has a 100% success rate, is for you to destroy your scale. So what that looks like is whatever you want it to look like. What I've seen on social media looks very fun, and that is taking a sledgehammer and going outside and just giving the scale a bit of a beating and destroying it. And it can be really empowering. And if you're listening to this episode and you do that, please tag me on social media because I would love to see it. I know that I've had clients do this and it's been a really empowering moment for them. So I highly encourage that. And of course, if you can't destroy it for some reason, just remove it from your home. And if you need a bit of a comfort You could give your scale to a friend who you don't live with and tell them not to give the scale back to you until you're recovered. So if there's a little bit of an emotional attachment with the scale and you don't want to destroy it, you know it's safely kept with your friend. Now, some people ask their significant others to hide their scale in their home. And most often this turns into a big charade and a sneaky back and forth between family members. If you're super dependent on the scale, you will find it and you will start lying to your family about that. I see this quite often. And that makes recovery even more difficult because now you are lying to the people who are trying to help you. And that's no fun. And I know that That doesn't make you a bad person for doing that. It's really your eating disorder that is causing you to lie. But I highly recommend getting it out of your home and not hiding it because we all know where there's a will, there's a way. People with eating disorders can get a little sneaky sometimes. So again, it's a little tip there. Other tactics that you could try. First of all, if you feel particularly powerless around the scale and you're not at the point where you can just give it to a friend or destroy it, I want you to try this exercise. Try to set a timer and just delay stepping on the scale at first. So challenge yourself to wait one minute before stepping on the scale. And if you can reach that minute, that's a huge win. Even if you still have to step on the scale after one minute, that gap of time is proof that you do have some actual control around the scale. So over time, you can increase the amount you're timing. So maybe it goes from a minute to two minutes to five minutes. Eventually, when the timer is running, practice allowing your healthy self to speak up. And eventually you may notice that you don't need to weigh yourself. And once the timer is up, you can actually put that scale away. And that can be really fun. You know, in that, say you work your way up to 10 minutes, maybe in those 10 minutes, journal about your experience and then bring that journaling to your therapist and talk to your therapist about the thoughts you have when you need to step on the scale is really high. All right, the next tip I have is to create challenges around the frequency in which you are weighing yourself. So maybe you could start to decrease how often you step on the scale. So I challenge you to pick one day this week and let that be the day you don't weigh yourself. On that day, have a plan to take care of yourself and the emotions that come up when you're tempted to step on the scale, but decide not to. So for instance, in that moment, you might want to do some grounding techniques, maybe do something for self-care. Breathing would help a lot. And continue challenging yourself to decrease the frequency of how often you're weighing yourself. Maybe you can work it down to once a week just at your dietitian's office. And If you don't need to weigh yourself at all, the hope is that eventually you just let go of that behavior altogether. Side note here weighing yourself is actually considered a recovery sabotaging behavior. So every time you step on that scale, you're doing a little bit of recovery sabotage. Okay, the next tip I have is that when you feel the urge to weigh yourself, instead of stepping on the scale right away, reach out to a friend, a family member, or maybe even your recovery coach instead. So having the ability to do this for any behavior is an essential part of recovery because connection is often a reason people turn to their eating disorder in the first place. So being able to externalize your thoughts to someone has the power to decrease the chances of you actually stepping on the scale. So what Carolyn Costin likes to say is, put your eating disorder out of a job by reaching out to others. You know that's the exact situation here. Instead of weighing yourself, shoot a text to your coach. I know I encourage my clients to do this, or you can reach out to someone you love. And the thing is, they don't have to know what you're experiencing with the scale in that moment. Maybe you just need someone to talk to so that you can distract your brain for 10 minutes and then the urge dissipates and then you don't actually have to step on the scale. So that's another tip. And then finally, my last tip for gaining a little bit of power back from the scale is to put inspirational recovery quote on the scale Or something sentimental to remind you not to step on the scale, to connect you with why you don't want to be so dependent on the scale. And this could be really something that's totally unique to you and your experience. So, when I was brainstorming this episode, I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to put a photo of your younger self before your eating disorder on the scale so that you can reconnect to the time you were the most free with food, and also remind yourself you want to take care of your inner child by healing this eating disorder. Or you can just put a big stop sign on the scale so you're like immediately reminded that you shouldn't be doing this behavior. I always feel like laughter is the best medicine as well, so maybe you can print out a funny meme or a funny joke Or something that makes you laugh so that when you see the scale, you kind of just lighten up a little bit and maybe recognize that you don't have to take life so seriously. But whatever it is, I challenge you to put something on the scale to remind yourself why we are trying to avoid doing that today. If you're on social media, again, I would love to see what you put on your scale. So just tag me because I would love to see it. Okay, folks, those are my top tips for letting go of the scale. And I just wanted to leave you with a few few thoughts. So first of all, remember that when you stop weighing yourself, your sense of self will heighten. It will increase. And also, you will be more connected to yourself. You'll be more connected to your emotions and more connected to your body. And that is the ultimate goal for healing. Also, I wanted to remind you that weight is not an indicator of health. And it is definitely not an indicator of your worth and value. On the sad day you pass away, nobody is going to be thinking about your weight or announcing what your weight was. They're going to be talking about who you were as a person and how you made them feel. And with that, I want to say, I hope you all have a beautiful day and thank you so much for listening. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a huge favor and write a quick review about your thoughts and what you learned from the episode. I'd love to hear from you. And whenever someone writes a review, it totally makes my day. And also, it helps us reach more listeners. And as we all know, having a resource for eating disorder recovery can be so helpful. And the more people who listen to this, the more help we can bring to the world. So with that in mind, I just want to say thanks again, and I'll see you next time.